Tonight on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, two of us are missing like the Bucks are missing two centers currently. Let's do a mock draft. It's time for Garbage Time. Guys, happy Wednesday and welcome into Garbage Time Fantasy Football tonight. It is just me and Ron the Spectre Seymour doing a mock draft, and I believe JJ will join us on it too. Ron, how are you doing tonight? Doing good, doing good. Much more awake than the last podcast. Yeah, it's uh, you know, not past grandpa bedtime, so right. it's, it's perfect for Ron Seymour. Guys, if you like what you hear on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, make sure to like and subscribe to us. Here on YouTube, and if you'd rather listen to us in audio format, you can do that on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, Amazon, iHeartRadio, TuneIn. You can also leave us voicemails at www.garbagetimeff.com. Leave us comments down below. We will get to them. You can leave them on our live show here or on our Instagram at Garbage Time Fantasy Football or on Twitter at Garbage underscore Time FF. Ron, you ready for the news? Oh, yeah. Let's do this shit. News updates. All right, Ron Seymour. First little bit of news I've got for you tonight is Christian Watson's knee surgery keeps him sidelined still for the Packers. Is he going to be behind the eight ball when regular season starts? And where do you have him currently ranked in your ADP for the upseason? Uh, he's definitely a late round flyer at this point. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is all about chemistry with his players. And if Christian Watson is missing all this time, he's not going to get the chemistry. Lazard's already going to be a, the one Dubs or Dobbs or however you pronounce that other rookie's name has been getting a lot of buzz in camp and a lot of time with Aaron Rodgers. So I don't know. Christian Watson might be a uh, fantasy dead to me for the season. Who would you rather have in refat reef draft formats? Right? Would you rather have Dobbs or Christian Watson? I think I would take my shot at Dobbs at this point. I think I would still go with Christian Watson. I think it's still, we're still early in training camp. I still want to see him get on the field, and I think he will for the later preseason game. So I'm currently still in the Christian Watson camp, and I think he'll have a good year. But we will see in the upcoming weeks how that goes. Next little bit of news I've got for you is the athletic Chad's graph writes that the point of concern is nearing the Patriots offense, and it has struggled very badly throughout camp. And this is because of the man with the pencil behind his ear, the OC. So what's your thoughts on the Patriots offense for fantasy football going forward? They'll figure it out. It's Bill Belichick. I just, it, I I think they'll just figure it out. But I did just see a report come, come across the, on Sleeper that was they would not be opposed to training, training, trading Damian Harris. That is very interesting considering Ramondre Stevens's current ADP. He just jumped above Damian Harris. So what's your thoughts on these two running backs going forward? Uh, if they're willing to trade Damian Harris, I'm willing to bet at least by the end of the year, it'll be Ramondre Stevenson's backfield. Uh, if they're both there, I still think it's very split though. Um, more of a one, a one B situation, very frustrating for fantasy players. Uh, so it's hard to gauge if Damian Harris was to get traded, Ramondre Stevens would skyrocket 
up ADP to the point where probably I wouldn't draft him just because his ADP would be too high to uh, risk taking the chance, taking the risk that is the Patriots' backfield. What would this do to the ADP of uh, James White and Pierre Strong should he get traded? Uh, Last reports I heard on James White is that he's still not practicing or he doesn't seem to be right right now yeah he's not right so i still think his stays down if they're willing to trade damien harris that means they like what they they like what they're seeing out of pierre strong and his adp will probably reflect that a little bit i he's probably going pretty much undrafted at the moment and that'll probably elevate him into the later rounds adp for sure Someone definitely want to monitor, I think, on your dynasty rosters too. So pay attention to him, star him up if he hasn't been picked up in your leagues either. So let's talk about someone that I very much underrated. And with this news, this could skyrocket up the running back you said is going to be very good this year. Someone who I'm skeptical on. And the teammate that is hurt that is causing this is Melvin Gordon. He's got a foot injury and did not practice Wednesday. So give us a lay down on this whole Denver Broncos backfield and what's your feeling on it going forward. If Melvin Gordon misses time, Javante Williams will be a top 10 back. I don't think – it wasn't me that had Javante in the top 10. I believe it was JJ. I just agree with him. Uh, And I'm just saying if Melvin Gordon misses time and – I'm 100% winning our bet. This tends to be a hot-button issue on whether Javante Williams could be a bell cow or not with him in that backfield. And if <laughs> injuries make in the bell cow, there's going to be no other option to board. He's going to be good for fantasy football because he's going to be the only one getting volume there. So hopefully for my bet, I hope he is not hurt because I'd like to see the split and I'd like to win the bet because I wouldn't want to touch this backfield if both those guys are in there. But regardless if he's hurt, Javante Williams may be getting more reps anyway. Um, so that is definitely a benefit to uh, Williams's current ADP and the workload he could potentially get at the beginning of the season where he could take off if that injury lingers there for his his running mate in that backfield. Well, not to mention, I mean, Melvin Gordon's getting older, so these type of injuries, you know, they take a little bit longer to bounce back from, a little bit more nagging. I don't know what the injury is. They just kind of said foot. So who knows? It could be virtually nothing it could end up being a broken bone or something you know what i mean it just yeah we just currently don't know enough about this injury and we yeah. will find out some more in the upcoming days monitor it for those players adps Devonte williams groin is still acting up he has now missed five practices for the eagles nick sirianni puts him at day to day does this affect his adp coming up in the drafts in a few weeks or do you think he's still got time to recover who Devonte smith i'm sorry Oh, was, who the fuck is Devontae Williams? Um, I'm mixing two of the last news stories. I was going to say, I was very confused. <laughs> uh, his ADP probably should be fine for now. I wouldn't let a groin injury stop me at the moment, but if it starts to linger closer to the regular season and it's starting to seem like he missed games, a groin injury is one of those ones where sometimes people bounce back from real fast and other times people miss – Multiple weeks from them, just because bodies are stupid. Incredibly stupid. Yeah, especially when you get older. Not yeah, saying I'm not know. saying Devontae Smith is old because I know he's not. No, not yet. No, he's still got another 
10 years in yeah. football land, especially for the receiver position. If running back, maybe five years, but he's not running back, so no worries. Oh, running back, if his groin's gone, he's done. His career's over. <laughs> All right, next little bit of news I've got for us is um, I had mentioned at the beginning, I made a joke about it, the Bucks center, Robert Ainsley, who was carted off the field Wednesday. This was a big scare for the Bucks. This is the second center that they've had gone down in the last week, but it looks like it was just cramps and it's not that big of a deal. Are you worried about this Bucks running back uh, situation with the current lineup with the line there going, or what's going on with it? Uh, I mean, you would think it would make me worry, but at the same time, um, they're losing all their wide receivers, so they're going to have to rely on the run game a little bit more. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure one of your stories is Russell Gage is injured. Uh, Mike Evans is still dealing with his hamstring. Chris Godwin's still not back. I'm going to go turn off a baby monitor. <laughs> yeah, what he's talking about there, too, is just when we're getting to training camp, too, guys, these are just things you're going to have to monitor just for the upcoming weeks. There's really nothing you can do about it. As he said, Russell Gage is currently dealing with an injury. They just brought in Julio Jones for that offense, too. Um, so I think there's a lot more competition than we anticipated from the Bucs team um, just as targets going around. We thought the Bucs were going to be very open on targets this year, but they seem to be getting a lot more guys into camps. And Mike Evans' stock, I wouldn't say has suffered a lot, but we really thought he was going to be in for a big year. And there's just a lot of more mouse than I thought we originally thought there was going to be feed to feed in this offense. What's your thoughts on this Bucks offense going forward? Do you think that they're going to feed all the mouths that they've now acquired or that this is going to go Mike, more of Mike Evans' way? Um, yeah, I don't know. I kind I agree more with the second half of your statement. The first half of your statement was was just complete trash. Uh, I'm just assuming. I didn't actually hear what you said, seeing how I didn't have my headphones on. But I'm just going to assume it was trash because you're Joe. <sighs> but, yeah, Mike Evans dealing with the hamstring. Uh, Julio, <laughs> Julio could end up getting more targets on this team just because – no one else can seem to stay healthy. My takes are so much better than yours that I'm not going to even acknowledge the garbage you just put out there for the heckling fandom. Uh, so let's move on to the next story. Uh, Broncos. I'm going to pick a time to reset that monitor. Uh, the Broncos head coach says Nathaniel Nathaniel Hackett says that they're putting Albert Aguavenon all over the place in this offense. Are you uh, starting to pick up on this tight end or – What's your thoughts on the tight end position for the Denver Broncos going forward? They were talking about that rookie early in the season, but he seems to be picking up more steam now that Tim Patrick has gone down. Well, with Tim Patrick going down, plus Cortland Sutton is dealing with a shoulder injury. Uh, considered day-to-day, they say it's nothing serious at the moment, but it's still training camp, so they like to downplay injuries. As we saw with Mekhi Becton, they were like, oh, it's nothing, and now he's going to miss the season. Like, the, yeah, the, they'll no. say it's nothing over everything. Like, someone will literally get their leg chopped off, and they're like, it's just a flesh wound. Until closer to the season, I'm like, no, that, that guy's done forever. Um, So at this, at this point, I mean, it's not surprising they're moving them all over the place. They lost him, Patrick. They had the three wide receivers, and then outside of, well, we'll say four with KJ Hamler. But then we'll say without – you know, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler is fast. You know, he's going to be that guy that has like four or five routes that he runs, I think, just to open up 
the underneath game. Like he's going to be the one doing the streaks and the deep posts and all that. So, yeah, I mean, and now with Melvin Gordon being injured, a tight end being lined up, you know, in the slot, open up some stuff. I just, there's so many people here. It's, it's all of matter of who gets the looks, who does Russell Wilson like? It's going to be one of the earliest headlines for week one, I think, in the fantasy uh, spectrum around uh, everyone's leagues is just paying attention to what this Denver offense is going to be and what it's going to do for your teams because there is a lot of opportunity and a lot of points to go forward in this offense and in the AFC West just in general. Uh, just a few more stories here. Texans acquired tight end Adam Sheen. Don't for care. a few late-round picks. Doesn't seem to be fantasy relevant, and that's exactly the sentiment I got from that. Does Deshaun Watson play this Friday? Yes. That's going to be so ugly for the league. They should have made a decision on what they were doing, but they haven't. They yeah. wouldn't have suspended him for the preseason anyways. Regardless, though, it's just bad headlines for the league. They should have already made a decision on what was going to happen in this because it would have calmed down by now if they would have actually made a damn decision and not appealed this. Yeah. Uh, regardless, uh, the Athletics' Marks Cowboy writes that the Steelers are looking to lighten Najee Harris's workload in some capacity. Were you expecting this? Do you yes. think this is a true statement? What's his current ADP for you? Uh, ADP is uh, the earliest I'd be willing to take him is the back of the first round somewhere. Um, I currently have him as my running back. Woohoo! Ten. I currently have him as my running back 10. Uh, I said it on the top 10 running back episode. I think he loses a lot of his passing work this year. And last story I have for us tonight is Sports Illustrated. John Shipley reports that James Robinson took first team reps on Monday. Is this just in preparation in case there's an injury to their running back core, or is there actually something to this where he could get some split backfield work in that Jaguars backfield? Who's this, James Robinson? Yes, sir. He's just coming back from his Achilles injury. They're just trying to see what he looks like, trying to get him, you know, see how his ankle responds to football moves. So they're going to put him out there in practice. they already seen a lot out of Travis Etienne. They really like what how Travis Etienne has looked during camp, so they're going to – you know, they want to see what they have in James Robinson right now. You got to remember this coaching staff, yeah, they have film, but they haven't seen James Robinson like in person yet. So he is still currently nothing more than a potential flex player for you? Yeah, if that. Okay. All right, Ron, you ready to get into this uh, NFL fantasy mock draft for the Heckling fandom? I was ready half an hour ago. All right, let's do this. This is going to be full PPR format. JJ is going to be joining for us, and I'm sure trolling us in the comments. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, to it. Let's start this mock draft. So, first player off the clock, Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, and Ron Seymour is on the clock. See, I purposely picked from three here because I wanted to put myself in this situation of at three, do I take the running back or do I take a chance at one of these wide receivers? And, you know, I'm looking at the queue right now and the top two running backs that they have are Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, both very great running backs. But I think I am going to go with one of these wide receivers and I'm going to take who I believe will probably finish as the wide receiver one this year. 
and Justin Jefferson. And this has been kind of going back and forth between Cooper, Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson being picked as one and two. And it's funny, Cooper Cup goes right off the board right after that. So we've been seeing yeah. this very often in drafts, and I don't think this is going to change in the upcoming weeks or drafts. So this leads me with an interesting decision, which direction I want to go. So I think the two picks here that you can potentially have are Jamar Chase <laughs> really? and Delvin Cook. And J.J. says, real original, Ron. And for Ron, it's not that Wait, original. did that pop up on the screen here, too? I believe it did. Oh, good. That is awesome. That was so, all. Yeah. I'm going to be real original for J.J., too, and pick someone I always do this year. I think this guy's going to have a lot of work. In this backfield, coming with a new head coach that's come bringing in a new system from the Rams, going to get a lot of passing work. Delvin Cook for this pick. So I'm picking Delvin Cook. Next off the clock is Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, and J.J. LePlan is on the clock with his pick. So, Ron, if you had to guess, what do you think he's going to do? Um, Jamar Chase. You think this will be the pick for him? I think it will be. I think this is where you get the value for him at this point. It's a really good spot to get him at yeah. nine. I think, yeah. There that was, was Jamar Chase. I'm so smart. Next is Joe Mixon, Travis Kelsey, and now J.J.'s got one wide receiver in the first round, and he's on the turn. He tends to like DeAndre he's, Swift in this spot, and that's who he's going to take. DeAndre Swift or Aaron Jones, he might. Let me preface, too. Alvin Kamara, I think, is viable in this spot now, too, because it doesn't seem to be oh. he's going to get suspended. So J.J.'s taking an, inter an interesting format for the heckling fandom. He's going very heavy wide receivers, so he's going to give you a nice format for that. He's giving you C.D. Lamb here. Next up the board was Devontae Adams, DeAndre Swift, Tyree Kill. So now I'm looking at the best overall available players here. I've already taken my running back. So I think Stefan Diggs falling to the middle of the second round is a valuable pick here because he's got top four upside and is going to be very good in a high-powered Buffalo offense. So I think he's a good pick there. Next off the board is Nick Chubb to pair with Cooper Cup for team four. That puts Ron Seymour back on the clock. So what's your thoughts, Ron? Well, I like Alvin Kamara, but I don't want I don't like the risk. I don't like uh if he gets suspended in the middle of the year. That's not I don't want that on my team. Uh not that you know other running backs don't have risk, but so I think what I might do here, I could always try to go, you know, get Mark Andrews, get that difference. You know what? I am. I'm gonna go Mark Andrews. I'm gonna go tight end early. I'm gonna get that difference maker at the position. So are you gonna try the uh Zero RB strategy then, or are you just going to try to get your running backs in the third and fourth round? Off the board after that was Josh Allen, Aaron Jones, Debo Samuel, good value in the third round, and Alvin Kamara, also a good value in the third round, which as we get closer to the draft may not happen. And I think there's some good running backs here still on the board for you, Ron, so I want to see what you're going to do for the heck of well, the here. Well, I'm, I'm going to let my homerism shine through on this one. I think he has a great year. Me and JJ both have him ranked in our top 10. I don't remember if you did or not, Saquon. But Saquon was in my top 10. Sweet Saqu Saquon round three robbery. I agree. Yeah. Uh, he could easily finish like top five still, I think. So, so now I got what I feel is the potential wide receiver one, the potential tight end one, and at least the top 10 running back if he stays healthy. So not a bad way to start my draft. Absolutely not. And JJ had him in the top three. He wanted to tell the Heckling fandom if it's not showing up on the screen. Next off the board is Mike Evans, which I think could still be very good for fantasy football. And I am on the clock currently. Uh, I've got Delvin Cook and Stefan Diggs. So I am going to go with the buffet monster in this spot. And I'm going to go with Leonard Fournette. I like his value in the third round. Pairing him with Delvin Cook could be very good for my team. Next off the board is someone that Ron and JJ love, Javante Williams. 
Uh, off the board after that was A.J. Brown, someone who I am lower on. I think the boys are a lot higher on him than I am. And then Keenan Allen. And this puts J.J. on the clock. It's going to be very interesting to see his strategy now that he's taken two high-end wide receivers for his team. What do you think he's going to do, Ron? He could go Zeke here and then hope Connor comes back at the turn. That'd be a solid start to his team to get Jamar Chase and CeeDee Lamb, two people that could be target monsters. And then Zeke, who is just always very consistent. He may not give you that weak winning upside anymore, but I don't think he's going to lose you. Oh, he went Brees Hall, one did he? Beautiful. And he can still get Zeke if he wanted. So Patrick Mahomes, T. Higgins. JJ, we're going to have some issues with Brees Hall in the third round and in the auction league. So, Julia, your wife says Archie Manning is playing running back for the Browns. He is my Oh, my one. goodness. Uh, that is not fantasy relevant because Archie Manning was a quarterback many, many no, years ago. No, she But knows. thanks for the trolling, Julia. She really knows. appreciate that. If I was here, I would definitely take Zeke Elliott in the fourth round. If I was JJ, I would have reversed no, the picks. No, he homerized him. He homerized him. Homerized Homer, Homerized? <laughs> I mean, come on. I, can I really not take Zeke in this I, I was going to say, the fact that he's still falling. I, 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 I almost want to see. Here's the thing. I know it's a mock draft. I almost want to see what happens if you don't take him. Would he fall to me? At 4-8 if you don't take him here. Well, I'm going to take him here because that doesn't make sense. Off your David Montgomery and J.J.'s homerism goes Justin Herbert, Kyle Pitts, and Connor, who I think is going to be on a down gear a little bit because his touchdowns are just simply going to go down. He's not going to fall into the end zone as much as he did last season. I've come around to that in my mind. I thought he was going to have a great offseason, but I've looked into the stats, and I think they were going to see those touchdowns come down a little bit. So I think Connor is more of a value in the fifth round currently um i'm gonna take zeke listen he's gonna get a lot of passing work in that cowboys offense they're missing some weapons there's some rookie wide receivers there zeke is an absolute phenomenal pick in the fourth round and off the board after that was deontay johnson and ron is back on the clock so we got cam Akers, who i think could potentially be great but i don't trust it coming off that achilles he didn't look good in the playoffs when he came back i'm not trusting cam Akers. don't need george kittle don't need darren waller because i already got mark andrews um I could use wide receiver or running back here. McLaurin, he's got a Carson Wentz problem. So I'm looking at Pittman or Waddle, and I think I'm going to give the edge to Pittman just because Waddle has a Tyreek Hill problem. So where Michael Pittman is going to be the only guy in that room. Oh, and exactly what I wanted to happen happened. Darren Waller's off the board after that. Cam Akers, Terry McLaurin, and Jalen Waddle, the team two, Ron back on the clock. This worked out perfectly. I'm going to go ahead and take a guy that I've been rising on all offseason, and that's Travis Etienne. Could be a PPR machine. Love this guy this year. Still think Brees Hall is going to be better, and then we have a bet out about that. So off the We have board a bet after, out about that one, too? I believe we do. <laughs> we have lots of bets out there. Uh, off the board after that is more, which some people are higher on. I'm not too high on more. Uh, team four is really stacking up the wide receivers and is going to be looking to take running backs a little bit later. I already have three running backs, which is typical of my strategy. Uh, so I've got some interesting decisions to make here because I'm definitely not going to the running back well here. I think there's still a lot of value at the wide receiver here. So I'm going to do something that Ron Seymour is going to absolutely love. And take Lamar Jackson to the spot. I love the running upside there of my team. Go. Lamar Jackson is well, a rushing it, quarterback there in that spot. So I'm going Lamar to get Jackson. some more upside of the rushing Ball spot there. It's like year. having a running back two on my team. So now I've got three running backs and a fourth one with Lamar Jackson on my roster. Let's Off the board go. after that was DK Metcalf. 
Josh Jacobs, Jared Judy. JJ goes with Cortland Sutton in this spot, someone who he is high on. Antonio Gibson goes off the board. Elijah Mitchell, Mike Williams, Amari Cooper, Joe Burrow, J.K. Dobbins, and I am back on the clock. While I am looking around, why don't you give a breakdown of J.J.'s team and what you think of it? Uh, he's got four wide receivers that could finish in the top 12. Like, <laughs> uh, I think we did another mock draft where I drafted from the nine spot, and I had to take a running back first, and then my – you know, I went four wide receivers right after that. And I really liked how my team turned out. I think at the nine spot, you really can, you know, load up on wide receivers between, you know, picks one or rounds one through six. And still, I mean, Brees Hall and David Montgomery, they both are solid running backs with good upside. Right. I know I talk a lot of shit about Brees Hall, but I mean, the upside is definitely there. Agreed. Speaking of wide receivers uh, that I am rising on, here's one that I think JJ is going to currently not like, uh, not because that he's on the Rams, but because he's no longer a bear. He was dogging the last offseason. I think Allen Robinson could have a very good year for the Rams. He's in a very high-powered offense, and listening to podcasts and doing some research, I'm getting very high on Allen Robinson, so he's going to pair very well with Stephon Diggs on my team. TJ Hawkinson is out the board. Ron is pissed off that I just made that selection. So Ron is how, back on the clock, and I snagged him. How far down the list did you have to scroll for that one? For Allen Robinson? Yeah. Not far at all. He was the uh, third-rated wide receiver still on the His list. His ADP is climbing that high already? Yes, That's it is for nuts. That is nuts. All right. Uh, I generally, most years, I recommend not doing exactly what I'm about to do. But I'm trying something new. The depth at wide receiver this year is crazy, really. Uh, if ADPs start rising like they are, it might not be as good. But I've got two quarterback or running backs. I got my tight end. I'm going to take a quarterback. I think he's the last one of the tier that should be drafted early. Um, got the rushing upside. So I'm going to go Kyler Murray here and hope for the Come on, baby. Brandon Cooks, George Kittle. Ah, fuck you, team two. Mark, he's Hollywood Brown did not follow you. After Murray off the board, so Ron gets a rushing quarterback, a little rushing quarterback, but it's a rushing quarterback. Brandon Cooks goes off the board. George Kittle and one of the big tight ends, Miles Sanders, who I think is going to be in for a disappointing year. Ron may have a different standpoint than that. And he got sniped on Brown as well. So, Ron, what is your team going to do here? I don't know. I was really hoping for the Kyler Murray, Marquise Hollywood, Brown stack right here in round six and seven. Um, let's see. I really need to add. Well, I got two wide receivers at the moment. I'm pretty. I'm pretty even across the board, so I can go anywhere here. So my, I'm looking here and I'm looking at Clyde Edwards-Helaire. I don't know. I think Pacheco or whatever his name is could steal that job by the end of the year. Uh, Chris Godwin, solid, but injury. I don't know if I want to buy into the injury dip. Amon Rossi Brown, I think he has a Brandon Ayuk type season from last year where everyone hypes him up so much and then comes back and doesn't really do anything. Uh, so I think I might take the shot in A.J. Dillon here. I think uh, both him and Aaron Jones could have weekly fantasy relevance. And as my RB3 doesn't always need to be started. 
Yeah, that was the one that I wanted, and you sniped me on it, you prick. I was going to go with That's the fourth running back, but I am not going to get him off the board after that is Russell Wilson. So I am going to look to get an advantage at a position where I think we are at the line of very high upside tight ends. And when we do the tight end rankings next week, it may be a little bit of a surprise where I have ranked this person after I looked at all the teams around. And I think Dalton Schultz could be in for a large workload with the Cowboys based on that offense off the board. After that was Clyde Edwards, Alaire, who I think is going to be a big bust for this year. Chris Godwin is going to be interesting to see how he comes back on that injury. Dallas Goddard, JJ goes with Jalen Hurts, so gets his rushing quarterback. Ken Walker, way too high, team 10. He's not even the starter. It's going to be Rashad Penny. Michael Thomas, who seems to be healthy. Kareem Hunt goes to JJ in that spot. Amon Rossi Brown right after that, the team A. Smith and Mooney. So now I have some interesting decisions to make. That's Smith Schuster. Yes, Miss Schuster. Another one of the acronym players. So I'm going to select, I think, in this spot. I'm going to look at the running back position. Nothing's really jumping out at me. I think I can get another one in a round from now. So I'm going to go with Adam Thielen, who's currently being talked up as potentially a touchdown machine for the Vikings. Not my favorite, but you can take a shot on wide receivers here, and I already have two decent ones. So he could be a good number three for me. So I'm going to go with Adam Thielen, Damian Harris, who could potentially be traded by New England. Uh, currently has got a lower ADP than his running mate, Ramondre Stevenson, so I think this will change in sleeper over the next few weeks, and Ron is back on the clock. So I'm going to look at wide receiver here, I think. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I don't draft people that are suspended, uh, especially for six games. Uh, Rashad Bateman, I like his upside this year, uh, but I run heavy offense. Drake London, no. Uh I'm going to go with Gabe Davis here. Uh, tons, of ups, tons of upside and could, you know, be could win me leagues. Off the board after that was Tom Brady and Drake London, and you were back on the clock. And also DeAndre Hopkins and Devonta Smith. What is your thought process here? My thought process is actually pretty easy. You already said it a little bit earlier. You said that uh, Team 10 picked Kenneth Walker way too early because he wasn't going to be the starter. I'm picking Rashad Penny. I do think he's the starter. And I think if he can stay healthy, which is the big if, which is why his ADP is so low, I think he's the starter and could be monster for fantasy if he could stay healthy. Off the board after that was Rashad Bateman, and I am back on the clock, and I am going to go with my boy, who I think is going to be a wide receiver one for the Jets, a wide receiver two for fantasy football this year, a high-end wide receiver two, very much rising on Elijah Moore, and he's getting a lot of talk around camp. So let the homerism begin. Elijah Moore is on my team after that. Cordero Patterson goes off the board. Hunter Renfro and Tony Pollard and J.J. is on the clock. I like how we all went homerism a little bit in this one, you know. I took Saquon, he took David Montgomery, you took Elijah Moore. I also traded for him in our Dynasty League. After I traded him away. JJ selects Zach Ertz, Traylon Burks goes off the board, Garrett Wilson, and JJ is back on the clock. He seems to have a very balanced build here. Um, Yeah. He picked, that son of a bitch picked the running back. I wanted Damian Pierce. Devin Singletary goes off the board. Tyler Lockett. I am sniped. 
and Dak Prescott is now off the board too. So I am looking at some interesting situations. And Ramondre Stevenson is the pick for me here because I think he's going to be the starter for the Patriots. Bill Belichick is an asshole when it comes to the running back position in fantasy football. But what are you going to do about it? Next off the board was Brandon Ayuk, and Rod Seymour is on the clock. It's not often in drafts that you can get Aaron Rodgers starting wide receiver in the 10th round. So I'm going to go ahead and take Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard? What's his name? Okay, Alan Lazard. Well, I couldn't, that didn't sound right at first. Off the board after that was Chase Edmonds, who could be the starter for the Miami Dolphins this year. Trey Lance finally goes off the board. <laughs> Team one did something that I like for a lot of teams this year, which is Tom Brady, Trey Lance, because Trey Lance has immense upside. But if he busts, you have Tom Brady waiting in the wings. So this is an interesting strategy and a good one, I think, for fantasy football this year. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Shut up, JJ. <laughs> Dawson Knox off the board, Aaron Rodgers, and now Ron is back on the clock. And I'm going to take another player that could potentially be the wide receiver one for his team. He's shifty. He's quick. I'm sniping Joe. I'm taking Kadarius Tony. You are not sniping me in that spot. No. Off the board after that is Matthew Stafford. I'm going to take someone that actually is his number one wide receiver for his team. That's Robert Woods. He's a guaranteed number one. Doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be absolutely fantastic, but he's good for a wide receiver for him. Yeah, I like Robert Woods. And his value is fantastic in this round. You're getting a number one. You can't beat that this late in the draft, especially in the 11th round. After the board, after that was Chris Olave, James Cook, and Derek Carr for Team 8. So this puts JJ back on the clock. And what's he going to do, Ron? I don't know. He's going to take Justin Fields. Oh. Pat Frymuth goes out the board. Gordon with the injury, and JJ is back on the clock. What's the thought here? Isaiah Spiller. Spiller. Great pick. Russell yep, Gage yep. goes next. Mike Kosicki, Christian Kirk, and I am back on the clock, and I am going to take a backup QB for my team because I like the upside. Ryan talked about him in the last round. I've got him ranked 14, so he's just outside of my quarterback one and is going to look good. Kirk Cousins is being drafted by my team in this spot. Off the board after that is Michael Carter, and Ron Seymour is on the clock. What are you thinking about with your team, Ron? Well, see, I really want to get some running back depth on my team, but I'm looking at the running backs, and I'm just like, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I've got four of them. All of them could potentially be st- or starters slash fantasy relevant on their team. So I think I'll hit that wide receiver well again. I don't want anything to do with Chase Claypool. Uh, I've already got Alan Lazard, so I don't need Christian Watson. Um, I'm going to take the shot here on – Sky Moore. That's a great pick. Off the board after Sky Moore is Chase Claypool, Alexander Madison, James Robinson, and Cole Komet, a JJ favorite. Now Ron is back on the clock. Mm, I don't draft it. I don't draft multiple quarterbacks, especially if I took a quarterback early. Same with tight ends. I took one early. I don't need a second one. Um. So I'm going to take a shot here. I'm going to go with Naheem Hines just on the off chance that maybe they do actually use him in the passing game more frequently and take Jonathan Taylor. I don't think it happens, but if it does happen, I'd rather not have to fight the waiver wire and just have him on my bench. If it doesn't happen week one, then it's an easy cut for someone else. 
off the board after that is Elver O, as we talked about earlier in this episode. So he is a name to monitor at the tight end position over the next few weeks. You might be might be able to get some value for him on your dynasty team too. So I'm going to pick Rashad White because I am going to pair him with Leonard Fournette on my team. If he goes down, I've got a number one running back, I think. Uh, off the board after that is Hunter Henry, Tyler Boyd, Jones, and this is JJ's last pick, and then we will go over our teams and say what we think of JJ's team really quick before we get out of here. So what do you think JJ's going to do with this? We don't need to know because he picked Jalen Tolbert, the rookie Good of the day. Cowboys, who had like a lot of upside in that offense and a very high-powered offense. And lastly off the board is Christian Watson. So, Ron, give us a rundown of your team and what you like about it the most here. All right, so I've got Kyler Murray as my quarterback, Saquon, Travis Etienne, A.J. Dillon, and Rashad Penny as my running backs, uh, Justin Jefferson, Michael Pittman, Gabe Davis, Alan Lazard, Kadarius Toney, Sky Moore as my wide receivers, and I've got Mark Andrews as my tight end. My favorite part of your draft, and I think you hit this very well, is the value that you got in the 7th, 8th, and ninth round of this 10-person redraft league with A.J. Dill and Gabe Davis and Rashad Penny. You're talking about potentially a number two running back. Rashad Penny could be the number one running back on this team with Seattle. Gabe Davis has unlimited upside for the Buffalo yeah. Bills this year. So I think that those picks are absolutely fantastic, and you've done great on that fantasy portion of your draft. So my team is a little bit more running back heavy. That's how I typically like to play because I think it's a very predominant issue in fantasy football with running backs going down. So my team started with Delvin Cook. I went with Stefan Diggs as my number one wide receiver. I think a good fit there. Buffet, Lenny, Leonard Fournette, Ezekiel Elliott, great value. I think in the fourth round, then I got the running quarterback with Lamar Jackson. I went with Allen Robinson, someone who I am rising on. And obviously the fantasy universe is too because his ADP is shooting up in sleeper right now. Dalton Schultz, who I think is that leveling and last tight end you can really pick that's got that high-end upside. Adam Thielen, who is a red zone target for the Vikings and is getting some talk out of campus until being that red zone target. Another one who is rumored to be the wide receiver one of the Jets, Elijah Moore. I'm going with Ryan Warner's favorite, Ramondre Stevenson. I imagine he'll be getting a jersey of his soon if they do not trade him next year. Robert Woods, who I think is great value in the 11th round and a true number one wide receiver of the Tennessee Titans. Kirk Cousins, who is going to be in a new offense with with exceptional upside in that offense. And then Rashad White, to cuff with Leonard Fournette, but also just has flex upside himself. So it's not just strictly a handcuff. So all those people will say, no, no handcuffing players here. He's got upside too. So don't hate on it. I've got two great differentials for him there. So what is your thoughts on JJ's team really quick? Uh, his wide receiver, he's got stacked wide receivers. Uh, his running backs – are all, in my opinion, well, David Montgomery, I think, is solid. Going to finish as a high-end running back two. Could definitely give him some running back one weeks uh, sprinkled in there. I think David Montgomery loses a lot of touchdowns to Justin Fields, but you'll have that. He is really the team of youth here, and this would be good. this would be a good team for Dynasty, too. So his team yeah. is – Consisting of first, Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb, who he thinks are going to be top four, uh, according to his rankings. Brees Hall, who me and him are very high on. David Montgomery, that's his homerism pick, but that's all right. You need one of them as a Bears fan. Next up was Cortland Sutton, Mike Williams, who we are all rising on. Jalen Hurts, who he is very high on. Kareem Hunt, a good flex running back who wants to be traded away from the Browns. We will see if he actually gets traded from the Browns. Zach Ertz, 
Damian Pierce, who I felt like he sniped me on. I really wanted to pick him later in the draft. Justin Fields, another Bears player. Isaiah Spiller, another rookie. And then Jalen Tolbert. So his team is the team of second and first-year players. We have a comment here from the Heckling Fandom. He says, I traded Lamb and Patterson for Keenan Allen Fournette. Did I win or lose the trade? This is one where I think you slightly – this also depends on the format too. If this was a dynasty league, I believe you may have lost this because Lamb has very young, has a lot of upside there, and Keenan Allen is 29. But if this is redraft and you ended up with these two and these are potentially your two keepers, you may have won this. But in dynasty, I think it would have gone with the Lamb and Patterson side because Keenan Allen may lose value over the next few years. And Fournette's a running back. They don't last long. What's your thoughts on this trade? Yeah, kind of in line with you. I I hope it's not dynasty because you could have got way more for CD Lamb. I mean, you didn't dynasty. absolutely get shellac here, so he said redraft. So you did win okay. this trade if this was redraft. If it's redraft, I'm I'm more okay with it. Keenan Allen could still easily catch over 100 balls this year. I think he's a slight downgrade over CD Lamb, but I think Leonard Fournette is a huge, huge upgrade over Cordero Patterson. I. I don't think Cordell Patterson will even slightly replicate what he did last year. All they did all offseason was bring in more running backs. Like, I don't think that he does it. Were you laughing a little bit when you saw that Tyler Algier was listed as the eighth running back in the Falcons depth chart? What bullshit is that? Going to the Falcons camp. Come on. I didn't even I don't even look at those. Th- depth those charts. don't even matter during yeah. the camp. That was absolutely hilarious to look at. Him and another veteran could take away from Cordell Patterson's value this year. Where you're going to see Cordell Patterson's value is in the passing game. So I think he helps in PPR, but they're going to look to take away his rushing ability because they want him to last all year. And at his advanced age, when he started playing well last year, it's an oddity. It's not normal in fantasy football for that to happen for running backs. Yeah, Especially and Cordell Patterson, who was looked as a hybrid. He, he fell off at the end of last year, even. Like he had a dominant first half got everyone to the fantasy playoffs and then let everyone down in the fantasy playoffs. Yeah. So it, it, people are down on him. Could, does he have upside? Absolutely. Does. Is he dropping drafts? He is taking him later. is not the worst thing in the world to do to take your shot on him, but the Falcons offense could struggle this year a little bit. Uh, I mean, if you're, if you're, make sure to like, and subscribe to the show because we'd definitely. love to have you around. And if you have more questions upcoming to your draft, we'd love to answer them too. What was your thought, Ron? Uh, yeah, just back on uh, Cordero, I mean, if you're doing like a zero RB type thing or maybe even hero RB, it, he was just drafted in the nine round, ninth round in our mock draft. Like there, it's okay to take him. Like it's okay to take the chance that maybe I'm wrong. I don't generally be wrong, but. Now you're talking like I do, be wrong. I know. No, I just work 12 hours shopping. Absolutely okay. And guys, if you like what you hear on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, like we've said, make sure to like and subscribe to the show. We'd love to have you back every week that we are on and every day we are on. Make sure to comment under the YouTube shorts that we send out on all of our channels, including the Instagram, if you'd like to see them. We also play them here on YouTube. See us at www.garbagetimeff.com where you can leave us voicemails if you want us to play them live on the show, where you can debate with us, scream at us at any thoughts that we have. You can also scream at us in the comments below on YouTube here on Instagram at Garbage Time Fantasy Football and on Twitter at Garbage underscore Time FF.com. 
Feel free to listen to the show in audio format also on Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else you get your podcast. Ron, this was a nice quick podcast, a nice quick mock draft. Do you have any thoughts or anything you want to bring up to the heckling fandom before we get out of here tonight? Uh, just even if you don't listen to the audio podcast, uh, go over, especially over to Apple. Give us a five-star review. Make sure you're following the podcast over there. Uh, boost up our numbers. Let's let's uh, grow this heckling fandom. Absolutely. And, guys, next week we are getting into our top ten tight end rankings. Feel free to go back to our last episodes. We've already done the wide receivers. We've done the quarterbacks. We've done the running backs. We've broken down every division. So we've got all the information that you need to do your drafts. Well, we'll be doing some more mock drafts. We'll be doing some funner mock drafts, like the sabotage mock draft, which I think uh, – I'm not going to say is ripped off, but definitely was inspired in some other shows. Uh, Orbitz has got another comment for us here. He says, so my team is Rodgers, Chubbs, Fournette, Debo, Allen, Juju, Hawkinson, and my bench is Olave, Pierce Robinson, Burks, Moore, and McKinnon. Should I make any moves? Let's see here. Rodgers, Chubb. No, no, I think your roster is solid there. There's really nothing you really need to do with that roster. It's a nice, balanced roster, Orbitz. You could go into your league. Week one and have a good shot. Um, the only one you really may need to move on from after week one is maybe McKinnon. See how that Chiefs backfield works out after week one. But he, he, he's probably your waiver wire fodder if someone just absolutely blows up in week one. But your team looks nice and solid here. I like what you've done here. And and here's the difference between mine and Joe's opinion right now because I looked at that and James Robinson stuck out to me. I am all out. On James Robinson, Joe still thinks he's going to have fantasy value this year. Only towards, I don't care. I don't even think he's going to have that. He uh, tore his Achilles. That is puts a nail in the coffin of every running back that has come before him. Cam Akers, yes, came back in record time, but looked like trash in the playoffs. Oh, but this team is still nice and balanced because you can take the shot on Robinson. He's got Damian Pierce, someone else who you can take a shot on, who's got a clear line, I think, to start early in the season. He's already got two decent running backs in Chubb and Fournette. Debo gets rushing work, so you'll get that out of your wide receiver position here. And McKinnon may get some work. We don't exactly know what's going to work yeah, out. She's backfield, so there is players Maybe a running back clears like another Chiefs rookie that you could potentially get on the waiver wire. So watch and right. monitor that position and try to upgrade it in week one. But if you have someone in your league that really likes James Robinson, try to get a more uh, safer player for James Robinson. You could go that route. Like if you have someone that's like Joe and thinks that he's actually going to be fantasy relevant again this year, even though he's not going to be getting all the work like he always has, and he's coming back from catastrophic injury. It's a good trading chip for someone who's still in on James Robinson. You're making it sound like I'm, I've got him as a running back, too. I've barely got him as a flex player right now. If he's going to actually do well, it's going to be in the second half of the year. You would have to, you were definitely going to have to sit on him for a few weeks. It's going to take a little bit of time to adjust. But there's no reason he should not be on your roster. That's all I've got to say about that. Ron, is there anything else you want to say to the heckling fan before I hit the button to get us out of here? Nope, let's go. I'm tired. All right, let's do it. Have a great night, guys. Join us next week for the tight end episode. Boom.